0: Hello and welcome. I'm Lori Hardy. Thanks for listening in as we continue to talk with leaders in our community. Joining me today is Kinder Smoots, the executive director of Wings Disability, and I love how that's spelled, D-I-S with a capital A, B-I-L-I-T-Y Ministries. Kinder was called to serve those with disabilities one month after the passing of her daughter, Kayla. Being the parent of a child with special needs taught advocacy, training, understanding, and passion for those who are marginalized in our community. Welcome, Kinder. Thank you. Nice to be here. Thank you. I'm so excited to hear about Eagle Wings. What kind of charity is Eagle Wings, and what is its exact purpose? Eagle Wings Disability Ministries is a 501c3
1: organization which helps build relationships for adults who have a developmental disability for their families and caregivers. We serve adults between the ages of 18 and 65 who require a caregiver on some level. Most of the adults we serve live in adult family homes that are scattered throughout our counties. Some of the people we serve still live at home with their parents, and most of them are pretty isolated. Our communities really haven't gotten past the fact that we're all different and uniquely created, and not everyone knows how to interact with these individuals. Oh wow, that is really interesting. Building relationships, how do you accomplish that? We have several programs, but our celebration program is by far our largest. We provide training and equip volunteers to engage and interact with those we serve. Then we give them an opportunity to put those skills into practice. For example, we would ask a group of friends to host a dinner. These dinners can be at a local venue, a community pool, the lake, or at a church. We've done everything from a pirate bash in Mill Creek to a summer picnic at the lake. Once a year, we rent the Forest Park pool and volunteers bring in their barbecues and 200 to 300 guests come swim. Sometimes we even have synchronized swimmers join them. Other volunteers from the community come hang out with the guests at all of these events. It gives them a reason to get out of the house, build relationships with others, and really these two cultures collide, the people we serve and the rest of the community.
0: I love that so much because I have noticed that people don't know how to interact. And so they will turn or avoid Mm -hmm. rather than maybe say something wrong. And so I think that is so great that you're blending the communities. And really, that's what we're all about, right, is community. So what are the benefits of being around people with special needs? Well, people with special needs
1: have gifts and strengths that are often overlooked. When given the chance to have a job, they always want to work, and it gives them meaning and purpose. Many times the rest of us would rather just stay at (laughs) home, but they have outstanding employment records. They also understand matters of the heart more than most. They understand what long-suffering is, and they're very content. They know what it's like to do without. They're not the ones you see walking around with the latest name brand fashions. They wear things until they wear out. They don't carry credit card debt, and they aren't weighted down with the same kind of problems we are. Two of my favorite characteristics of people we serve is their ability to love unconditionally and to forgive. Like, when you offend someone with special needs, let's say they have Down syndrome, and you hurt their feelings, you go up to them to apologize, and you find out that they are the ones who want to hug and console you. (laughs) Most believe that hugging works it all out, and then they look at you like, hey, we're still friends, right? And then the relationship moves forward. I always ask people, how many of our marriages work like that? (laughs) (laughs) How many times are we willing to just hug out our differences and love anyway? This population does that really well. When your friends are in relationship with someone who has special needs or is going through something, you are able to see them as a human being. Not for what they can do for you or give to you, but what they can teach you. It's a great discovery that our world I think, can use a lot
0: more of. I love that, what they can teach us. Mm-hmm. So why advocate for this population?
1: Well, this is a quiet population and not able to big plan, to plan big rallies at the state capitol. They live quiet and content lives and always look for the best in other people. They need other people to be their voices because they actually do have a lot to say if we take the time to listen.
0: Hmm. That's so good. I mean, listening is hard for everybody, I think. It's true. And so how did you get into this line of work? Well, in 1992,
1: I was given the gift of this little girl named Kayla. Kayla didn't have a developmental disability, but she was born with several physical disabilities. She had arthrogryposis. While arthrogryposis does not affect the brain, she required total care and was always dependent on other people. Before I had her, I worked in Redmond at a law office, and I was very self-absorbed. My career was my priority, and Kayla changed all that for me. Spending more than 11 years at Children's Hospital for various critical care sicknesses, dozens of surgeries, my life just took a different turn. Kayla was so funny, very honest, and very real all the time. She didn't have inhibitions like the rest of us. She didn't care so much what other people thought. But I was learning how the community treated people who were different. I remember one time parking in a handicap parking space, and as I was lowering the wheelchair lift with her on it, a man came by and he yelled he didn't think we should be able to park in that handicap spot. He said my legs worked fine and I should have to park in a regular spot like everyone else. And then he spit on my windshield. Ugh. I didn't yell back, and I didn't engage with him through words, but I was so hurt. I started to cry. I wanted to protect my daughter from this kind of indifference, but she was different. She saw my sadness and just said, Mommy, don't worry about him. He just doesn't understand. Oh, man, out of the mouths of babes, right? (laughs) Right. Here I was, upset and hurt, and my eight-year-old was consoling me. More than a decade of being around that, it changes you and it gives you more compassion and you see a different meaning in life. This population has that capacity.
0: You know, I often wonder when, like you said in your story about how you had your life yes. and then when you had Kayla, it changed everything. Can you say a little bit what that's like for those that can't imagine what it might be like? Yes. It's like going from this fast paced
1: world that you thrive on compliments and egos and you get a paycheck, and then your world comes to a screeching halt. And it's not that it's bad, it's just different. It's like taking a trip and you were planning to go to Japan, but somehow you ended up in Italy. Oh, it's man. not bad, it's just different.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm talking with Kinder Smoots from Eagle Eagle Wings Disability, and I just love finding out more about this. And I know you have a fundraiser coming up. We'll talk about that. But um, uh, what was it like when Kayla passed? Well, Kayla passed away unexpectedly
1: at the age of 11. And when she died, I spiraled into this pitfall of depression My whole world had changed, and shortly after that, my husband of 20 years, in his grief, filed for divorce. It was all too much. I just could hardly get out of bed. Then a friend of mine called and challenged me one day, and she said, You need to get out of bed, shower, and just go somewhere. I mean, I was in pretty bad shape. My car just kind of went on autopilot to the church where they were planning this little potluck for 60 people for Christmas. And I was asked to volunteer by Hank Wapstra, the founder of Eagle Wings. I did volunteer. I thought, I can do this. I made invitations, and I took them around to various adult family homes, and all these people needed to do was RSVP. They got the dinner, entertainment, Santa Claus. Everything was free that night. And within seven days, we had dinner reservations for 240 adults with
0: special needs. That is incredible. I love it that the first time you get up and you go somewhere and this happens. It's amazing. I couldn't have asked for
1: it if I had thought of it myself. Mm -hmm. So what did you do? Well, I definitely had to come up with a new plan. There was about 30 days uh, until this Christmas celebration, and I asked friends of mine to bring dishes from home, decorate a table, and sit and visit with the guests. I asked a friend to cook, and I brought in the Seattle Children's Chorus to lead a sing-along for the guests. It was so powerful.
0: I love it that you ask them to just sit with them. So often I find in programs where people volunteer, they serve, but they don't you know, necessarily mingle. And I've worked with the homeless, and people will say, well, what do I do? And I say, just sit and visit. And they're like, but I'm not doing. I go, you are doing more than you can imagine by listening and just you know, making everything normal and average like it, you know, like a regular day. Yes. And
1: sitting and visiting with people puts it on an eye-to-eye level of relationship rather than here I am, the superior one handing you food. Right. But when you sit down and you have a conversation, your heart opens up and then the volunteer uh, service becomes a two-way ministry to both people
0: involved. I love that and so often I hear from volunteers, I got more out of it. True. Than the people they were serving. That's true. So how did that celebration change things for you? Well, I found meaning and purpose again for my life.
1: I found that volunteering for something, you could find healing for your own pain. I knew what these families were going through. All of humanity is broken on some level. We all have issues we're working through. I know the struggles of being a 24-hour caregiver, navigating the social service system, previewing locations for accessibility, and how to do without. But when I was at that event, something in me changed for sure. When I was in the back of the room with 240 guests, all with developmental disabilities, the song with Joy to the World came on first. There was a hush that swept across the room, and the guests began to sing. Now, I was right next to two tables with guests who had profound diagnosis. They were nonverbal, and each one had their own caregiver. But they began to sing, too. They were making those groaning noises in any way they could. And why wouldn't they? They've heard these songs for years. In fact, it's probably the same song their mothers would sing to them as small children. I began to ask myself, If this is 8.5% of Snohomish County's population, where are all these adults coming from? Why don't I see them out and about? And I knew
0: I had to be a part of Eagle Wings. Wow. So you knew then and there. That was your new... It just changed me. Yeah. So where did things go from there once you
1: decided this is for me? Well, I went to a few friends and I asked them if they'd like to host a dinner similar to this with their friends. We did four dinners that next year, each one of those dinners between 180 to 200 guests oh, at each. The years after that, we did eight, and it continues to grow. Now we are up to over 40 celebrations annually. We try to cover every holiday that we can, and then we fundraise for other events, such as getting groups of 100 to go to the Woodlam Park Zoo. <laughs> That's your newest one, right? That's correct. Okay. <laughs> Personally, I began speaking about Eagle Wings in public, and that's when I met my husband, Jim Smoots. He, too, is greatly compassionate. In fact, when we got married, we asked the people we serve, who wants to be in our wedding? (sighs) We had 60 bridesmaids and groomsmen with special needs stand up with us. One lady had always dreamt of being a flower girl, but because of her disability, she had never been asked. It was a profound experience for everyone. In fact, there's a brief video of this wedding on YouTube if you search Eagle Wings Wedding Party.
0: You know what I'm going to be doing right after this. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That is so beautiful. That is so amazing. It's just such a wonderful picture of equity and inclusion uh, to bring people in. Even the people who were standing up with us with autism, Mm
0: -hmm. they
1: knew how many weddings they have been to before, but not one of them
0: had ever been In a wedding, it was very special. Wow. So tell me this. How do you deal with, I know that um, we have a young man that comes here and loves to hang out with the DJs and everybody Mm -hmm. loves him. And his real dream is to be a policeman. Mm -hmm. And we know that's not going to happen. What what do you do about that?
1: Well, the biggest thing that you'll notice for him is what our uh, ministry is founded on, and that is building relationships. Mm It is more important for that man to be able to come in here and talk with his friends. He's getting out of the house, Mm -hmm. and he's getting social interaction. And the people who are engaging with him, their lives are the ones that are improved by engaging in relationship with him. Mm -hmm. It's an amazing experience, and that is what our organization was founded on by Hank. He went around and did a survey of all the people with special needs, and realize that their greatest unmet need is caring and ongoing relationships.
0: Oh, wow. Now I know when I worked with a homeless, the most important thing was to look at them, look mm-hmm. them in the eyes, see mm-hmm. them. And I know with volunteers, when I would train, they'd be like, I can't do that, that's too intrusive. And the women that came to our place loved it because they felt seen. Is that the same kind of, is that something you would suggest? That is part of our training as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I
1: think it's something all of humanity needs is to know that you are seen and that you are loved and that somebody cares about you. And certainly I saw it with people who were speaking to my daughter when she would sit in her wheelchair. And I train now people who are volunteering for our programs. If you see someone in a wheelchair, sit down, pull up a chair and have a conversation with them and it will mean
0: the world to them. Mm. Get on their level. That's right. Mm, I love that. That's right. You know, there's so many things that even if we don't volunteer, that we can know that can help us when we are out in the community. Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes people think, oh, well, I don't want to bring attention. But the truth is, is being seen and heard and having someone just say hi, seems to me that it would be better than just kind of turning and going the other way. It's so true. And I've seen lives of volunteers
1: changed by being trained and equipped, uh, that it changes them on a daily life. I know a husband and wife who were going to the same supermarket year after year, and there was a young man with Down syndrome who was a courtesy clerk, and they would avoid that check stand every time they went shopping because they didn't know what to say. They Mm -hmm. didn't want to look somebody in the eye because they just didn't know. They felt like they were being invasive. And they were trying to be respectful. They just didn't know. Mm -hmm. And if you asked my mom, she would say, my generation was never around this population. Everybody was sent to institutions. And now that people are included in school districts, included as part of the community, that's changed. But there's a population out there who doesn't
0: have any experience with this. So so on a daily basis, like say we're at the grocery store and we're just going to have a passing moment. So the best thing would be to say hello, smile and nod and be friendly. Um, always
1: um, just reaching out. You, it's even good to ask questions and be inquisitive. That's OK then. Yes. Yes. Oh, I think uh, education and awareness is um, always the best policy. Um, of course, we want to be respectful of families who aren't ready yet to talk about things that are going on. But when this husband and wife came to a dinner and they went through our training, um, they, they were changed. What happened was this young courtesy clerk came to the dinner as a guest and they saw him around the, across the room. Oh, And he said, my customers, oh. and yelled out really loud and then came running across the room to them. And gave them a hug. Mm. And the lady at first was really timid and didn't put her arms on his back. And she said, after about 30 seconds, my heart just melted. Mm. And for the first time I saw him as another human being. And now she says, when we go to that grocery store, we ask for his help. We help have him take our groceries out to the car. And it's just a great friendship now. Oh,
0: I love that. Mm -hmm. I was at the park one day and uh, there was a person, I think it was a gentleman in a wheelchair and a little kid ran up and said, how come you're in a wheelchair? And the mom grabbed the kid and said, oh, no, no, don't, don't, you know, don't say that. And the man said, no, no, I'd love to tell you why I'm in a wheelchair. And I just thought, you know, kids so naturally are curious. Yes. And um, adults, you know, we try to manage everything and, and, you know, I think there's something to be said for how kids would just come up to somebody and be kind.
1: Absolutely. Kids uh, in their curiosity want to learn and they want to know. And um, they have to be actually taught um, to look at somebody in a wheelchair with a different view because they're just naturally loving and they want to love and they want to know more. Mm-hmm. So what is the age range of the people that you serve? We serve people um, about age 18 okay. to about age 65. There's no real cutoff, but unfortunately, the life expectancy of the people we serve, um, they don't tend to live extremely long lives mm. because they usually have so many medical conditions. But uh, we love them all as an adult. And the reason why we serve adults is because there are so many programs out there for kids while they're in school. There's early inven- intervention birth to three programs and uh, Miracle Leagues and uh, things for kids to participate in. But then once they go through the 18 to 21 transition program, so many of those services are cut off and they end up sitting at home alone in their rooms or in front of the TV. And we just hope for a better quality of life for every
0: adult that's out there. So tell me what would happen at one of these parties if I was to volunteer. What, What would it look like? You would arrive about an hour early
1: with maybe your table all set up and the food is cooked and the decorations are done. And then you would receive about 20 to 25 minutes of training, equipping. Uh, We would talk to you about safety things and uh, setting good boundaries even for yourself. And then we would give you practical tips on how to come alongside people we serve and how to enter in relationship with them. Uh, We would give you conversation starters and then, as always, with every celebration we've done, the guests begin to arrive early. They're so excited to come <laughs> and have dinner. And then it would feel a little bit like two hours of noisy chaos <laughs> because you are in a room that's filled to capacity mm-hmm. with between two to 300 adults with special needs. Uh, but our recent Christmas dinner that we had on Sunday um, was a fantastic evening where. It was their Christmas. They were served ham, and table hosts sat at each table, and they each received a little gift. Oh. And then there was a sing-along, and then we have three grown men who dress as elves, oh. <laughs> who do a skid and help with the sing-along, and then even the Grinch shows up, oh. tries to steal Christmas. Uh, there's a photo booth with Santa and Mrs. Claus, and then we print out photos for them to take home as souvenirs. How it's a great fun. event.
0: Oh, I love that. How can people help or get involved with Eagle Wings? So there's different levels of
1: getting involved. Of course, there's uh, volunteering, and then um, there's also giving. We're running a project right now to uh, send individuals to the Woodland Park Zoo. And this means we have to raise funds to charter buses. The buses leave from Tulalip in Marysville and then take individuals all the way down to the zoo. Uh, Because the transportation is usually a problem for people we serve crossing from Snohomish into King County, Uh, chartering buses just makes it so much simpler. Mm. We have people who will volunteer with us at the zoo and walk around with the guests, and then we also provide uh, lunch for them, of course, the transportation and admission to the zoo as well. And all this information is on our Facebook page and also our
0: website
1: at eaglewingsministries.org.
0: So tell me more about the zoo. We typically charter
1: a 100 people down all at once. Okay, and
0: what is what is a cost for that? So we have an idea of what you're trying to raise.
1: Yeah, the, the cost averages $6,000 for that day. Wow, yeah. wow. If you imagine um, creating the invitations, the printing, the publication to get out to the adult family homes right. and then uh, getting everybody signed up and onto these buses, the chartering of the buses is the highest expense. Mm. And then uh, we have lunches that are catered because, you know, the average person that lives in an adult family home, they're allowed to have a monthly disposable income of about $40 oh. per month. And so that has to pay for their clothing and their shoes and uh, all of their entertainment. So they just don't have the money to Mm -hmm. uh, spend at the zoo to buy souvenirs and lunch and things like that. So we take care of that expense as well.
0: Well, we're at the end of the year where a lot of people want to do their giving. And so if they wanted to give, what's the best way? Phone call, website, Facebook page, what's the best way they could support this cool project? Thank you. Absolutely every one of those ways they can give.
1: Uh, We have uh, giving online, uh, Facebook. There's a fundraiser currently running for this. You can also give on our website. There's a tab on our homepage that says giving, and you can give with any major credit card. You can also call and do it over the phone. Our phone number is 360-658-658. Six zero nine three. Will you say that one more time? That's three six zero six five eight six zero nine three. The really great thing about uh, giving to Eagle Wings Ministries is that ninety-seven percent of every gift goes directly to programs which is a really high rate it's a great return on your investment
0: yeah well and i know too a lot of people they want to help but they can't volunteer or that's just not their thing but giving they can feel really good about that because they're sending people to the zoo i mean what a wonderful way to celebrate a day you know if you are confined in your home I just think how wonderful. And then all that it takes, right? Some people are going to need to be pushed in a wheelchair. Correct. And all the things that that must be incredible to coordinate.
1: But it's super memorable. You talk about the memories that they make down there. I asked a caregiver once uh, when I was riding on the bus why this was impactful for her to go down with her clients. And she said, you know, my clients are all in their 40s. And they haven't been to the zoo since they were in elementary school because it's just nearly impossible to get everything coordinated to get down here. Oh, boy. Wow. So they were so excited. They were (laughs) shaking on the bus and just couldn't wait to be there.
0: Oh, well, we have about one minute left. So anything that you would like to say or add that maybe we've missed? Just thank you again for the opportunity to be here and for all the listeners out
1: there. I would just encourage you when you are out in your community, you're in the grocery store your kids are at school and you're volunteering and you see somebody with special needs, I would just ask that you remember to reach out to them in relationship. Body language speaks volumes Mm. and let's all love one another well.
0: I'm Lori Hardy and thanks for listening today. We hope you've learned something. I know I sure did. And join us again next week as we continue to talk with people that are making a difference in our community.